My name is AJ Smith, strength coach, owner here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Let's get it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode two of Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. It is just me today. That's why I kicked Troy off the intro. Bit of a dog move, but don't worry. He'll be back for episode three. Now, we're going to try and do an episode every Tuesday and have it out possibly every Wednesday or Thursday for the foreseeable future until we run out of shit to talk. Um, But we didn't get to uh, do episode two last week because Lenny was crook. Um, I did want two or three episodes before we launched the podcast, but this morning I said, fuck it. Um, So I put all the posts out and I've been hammering it on social media to get the word out about Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Um, And... Already, I mean, it's only 1.30 as I record this. Already, we've got like people you know, saying, well done and good stuff and that they listen to the whole thing. So um, it's pretty humbling and overwhelming. Now, today's episode, we can call it a bit of a bonus episode. It's all about the big four templates. So there's actually going to be a little bit more content other than our own stories uh, like episode one. Even though I think that was very necessary for context, especially for people that don't know us, um, this episode will be much, much shorter. So it's all about the big four template. You would have seen if you follow us on social media, and you most likely you do because you're listening to this, um, you would have seen that I put out the big four template uh, as like a free ebook on the website maybe eight weeks ago. Now, free ebook is such a fitspo, such a PT move, but... For me, it was really about giving um, the general gym goer, the beginner, the person who's not really training for anything in particular, to give them um, the tools and the knowledge to create a structured and effective program uh, on their own that addresses what they need. Now, I'm a big believer that most people training for general strength uh, are best served with a program of large multi-joint, fundamental exercises that address our major movement patterns and subsequently they will address our major muscle groups. Now, when it comes to those movement patterns, I break it down into the big four, hence the name. Uh, So first up, our movement patterns are squat pattern, hinge pattern, upper body push, upper body pull. Now they could definitely get broken down further Uh, into unilateral, rotational, whatever you want to call them. Uh, But I lump things down as squat, hinge, push, or pull. So for me, any knee-dominant movement, I classify as a squat movement. These obviously target our quadriceps, and typically uh, with a multi-joint movement, our quadriceps, then hamstrings, glutes, to a little bit of a lesser extent. When it comes to our hinge, these are our hip dominant movements. Um, Typically, these are the hardest to learn, but they are great for developing a strong base and they're all about addressing the posterior chain. So the hamstrings, glutes, spinal erectors, um, and in the case of deadlifts uh, and the like, all the way up the posterior chain into the traps. Uh, Then we've got our upper body push. These are all our pushing, pressing movements. So they address chest, shoulders, triceps as our prime movers. And then our uh, upper body pull, which is our pulling, rowing movements, which are upper back, 
uh, and all the muscle groups through the upper back. You don't want to hear about all the names of them. So upper back, lats, and biceps. So for me, as a general gym goer, well, not me being a general gym goer, but if you are a beginner or you're just deciding, I'm going to go to the gym, you're not sure what to do, those four movement patterns should form the basis of your strength training program. So if you can address each of those movements, uh, you will address a large majority of your body's main muscle groups, which is what it's all about at the end of the day. Uh, So the next question would be like, how do you put this all together? And it is very simple. All you have to do is choose an exercise that addresses each movement pattern. So to start with, say it's day one. You turn up to the gym, you haven't been in a while or you haven't been at all. What should you do? If you haven't been at all, you probably want to hire a professional. But let's just say it's been some time, you're not quite sure what you're going to do today. How do we start to put this thing together? So all you would do is say, all right, sweet. AJ had that thing about the big four. Squat, hinge, push, pull. What am I going to do to squat? It might be a barbell back squat. For me, that would be the gold standard. But it might be something as simple as a reverse lunge, a leg press, a belt squat, a split squat, a step up, whatever it is. For the general gym goer, for the beginner, the person not training with any you know out and out specific goals other than you know let's go to the gym, it doesn't really matter what exercise it is to start with as long as we are addressing that movement pattern. So any knee dominant movement, whatever it is, whatever floats your boat to begin with, obviously the gold standard because we can load it up further down the line, we can load it up um, with the heaviest weight and we'll get more bang for our buck. Um, would be the back squat, but whatever it is, if it's a knee dominant movement, it addresses our squat movement pattern. So there's exercise number one. And then we go down, all right, hinge movements. What hinge movement can we do? For me, the gold standard would be a deadlift and a Romanian deadlift, Uh, but then you've got kettlebell swings, you've got good mornings. I like to lump in back extensions, glute ham raises, barbell hip thrusts into the hinge category. Um, They're not out and out hinge movements, but they address the same muscle groups. So you'd choose a hinge movement, whatever it is. Again, it doesn't matter too much to begin with um, for the person training without specific goals. Then we've got to look at push. Most people are familiar with bench press, push-ups, dumbbell variations, incline variations, overhead variations, whatever they end up being. Choose a push movement. And same goes for the pull. Now... Because powerlifting has such a big transfer and the powerlifting uh, exercises have a big transfer, the squat is normally going to be a squat. The hinge tends tends to be a a deadlift. Uh, A push tends to be a bench press. And then the pull really varies. And this is the same throughout most of my programs as well. Like the pulling movement, for me, the gold standard will be a pull-up or a chin-up. But we know probably 70-80% of the population isn't going to be doing those for many reps. So the pull movement seems to vary a fair bit. But I digress. If it's day one, you turn up to the gym or you just decide, oh, I'm going to write my own program this time and it's going to be a whole body program. That's a whole nother story as well. I would definitely suggest doing a whole body program to start with three or four times a week and you are laughing. Think squat, hinge, push, pull, and you have the makings of a very good whole body 
resistance training session. Now, I know the next question is going to be, um, am I only going to do uh, four exercises? Now, you could definitely do that. You could train each of those four exercises with enough volume and that's all you did. But it's very easy. Say you wanted to bias the program towards squatting and you actually wanted to get bigger legs, stronger legs, whatever it is. All you would have to do is add another squat movement. So it might go squat movement one, squat movement two, hinge, push, pull. And you can add things in as you see fit based on you know, your own preferences and what you need to improve on or what you think you need to improve on to individualize the session itself. Now, across the week, we've got maybe day one, two, three. Realistically, for beginners, general strength, strength, um, general gym goers, uh, three sessions a week is, in reality, probably what's going to happen. Um, I get a lot of people tell me that they're going to train six, seven times a week, and guess what? It barely ever happens. Um, those people are few and far between. So, if you can aim for three whole body sessions a week, you are laughing. Now, you might say, all right, do I just do those same squat, hinge, push, pull movements every training day? Like I said before, it doesn't matter too much what the exercise is as long as you're addressing that pattern. So you might come in on day one, your squat movement might be a back squat. On day two, say, let's just say day one's Monday, day two is Wednesday, day three is Friday. That's a perfect split. Let's say day one, you do squat. Day two, you might do a leg press. Day three, you might squat again, or you might even front squat, or Bulgarian split squat. You can vary it as much as you like to suit your own needs uh, when it comes to exercise variation. Now, the big thing for me is the exercises that you're choosing aren't the important thing. More importantly is that you can train consistently and you can stack these sessions on top of themselves so that you can actually be in the gym, um, you know, and create a habit of exercise and create a habit of actually going, turning up and doing some work. Um, and if it's just the stale old squat, bench, deadlift, bent over row, it can get very uh, monotonous and boring for a lot of people. And then, you know, two weeks down the line, oh, I didn't go today, oh, I'm not going Friday, that sort of thing. And now all of a sudden the habit has been broken. So to start with, you can vary your program as much as you want, as long as obviously you're doing the exercises correctly and you know what you're doing um, to perform the exercises. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. But it doesn't matter too much what your exercises are as long as you address those movement patterns and subsequently those muscle groups, you will be laughing. Now, I went over already how to add volume and how to add bias. All you have to do is, if you want to get a bigger bench press, add in another push movement. Um, add in incline bench after bench press. Add in close grip bench after bench press. Add in push-ups as well. Um, same goes for the hinge, push, pull, and squat. Just add in extra exercises. I mean, there's no real right or wrong way to do it when it comes to how many exercises you can do. With this template, you're going to do at least four. Um, I would say, realistically, up to eight maybe, uh, but it really depends on how you structure things. Now, I know the next question is going to be, how many reps should I do? And this is 
uh, a bit of an area of contention for me because I feel like people really think it's like a black or white thing when it comes to rep ranges. They think, oh, I'm doing 15, so, well, if you're any of my lifters, they'll say it's cardio, but I'm doing 15, so it's just hypertrophy. I'm not going to get any stronger. You will still get stronger. I would always suggest for people starting out to start with the higher rep schemes um, with light to moderate weights, keeping a lot of reps in the tank. Um, people think they've got to go in there and go beast mode and all that sort of stuff. Um, to be fair, I would much rather see you slow things down, do things with control, learn the movement patterns, and develop a good technical base before you start going for like heavy triples and stuff like that. So um, my typical rep ranges are sort of two to three sets of 15. That's for learning technique, improving strength, endurance, and hypertrophy. Um, then dropping down from that will be sort of three to four sets of 10 to 12. Again, learning technique, increasing hypertrophy. These are the, this is what it's best for or focused on. It doesn't mean that you're not gaining strength. After that, um, I, I love a good four sets of eight. Um, and I think before you get into, you know, four sets of eight with some heavy weight, you probably have wanted to do some of the higher rep stuff, but that's going to help build strength, help build hypertrophy. And then you can start to drop down into sort of the five fives, which is building a good base strength level, and then five threes, which is strength and power, that sort of thing. But just just know that it's not a black or white thing. Your body doesn't really think, oh, that was a set of five. I only built strength, didn't put on any muscle. It doesn't quite work like that. So really get out of that way of thinking that 15s is only for cardio and, and threes are for meatheads, that sort of thing. To begin with, as a beginner, as a general strength trainer, all of the rep ranges should be used throughout periods of your training program, all right? Um, further to that, if you want to get into the subtleties of it, go and hire a professional. There's one at Smith's Fitness. Um, so it's this big four is a very simplified structure to create um, a very you know basic strength training program. Now, how much weight should you use? Now, this is the most common sense or lacking of common sense answer, uh, a question, sorry, speaking of common sense, um, that I get. So people say sort of how much weight should I use? And it, my answer, like sometimes I just sort of look like, huh? Like if it's pinning you to the floor, it's too heavy. And if you can do 100 reps and you're only doing 10, it's probably too light. So, I mean, people want to be spoon-fed, but I would say make sure that you can do the movement with good technique, with good control, leave a couple of reps in the tank. And that's basically my answer for that question. So whenever people say, you know, how many, how much weight should I use? And I'll say, well, how strong are you? So that sort of thing. So um, I would just use something that's safe, that you know, you're actually getting something out of. So like I said, if you can do 100 reps with it and you're only doing three tens, it's probably too light. So guys, that's a quick little um, overview of the big four template. Like I said, go into the gym, just getting started. Just think squat, hinge, push, pull, and you're on your way to a great uh, whole body resistance training exercise uh, program. If you want to bias it or add volume, just think, what what am I trying to get better at? Is it upper body pushing? Add in more of a push movement. Is it squatting? Add in a squat movement. If it's deadlifting, hinging, 
adding a hinge movement. It is really that simple. You can still pick up the Big Four template on the website. It is still free. Uh, you can go to smithsfitness.com.au slash programs and you can grab the Big Four template for free. It is about uh, 14, 15 pages. I'll break everything down, but I thought I'd take uh, the opportunity today to talk you guys through it. Like I said, it is very basic. It's not aimed at athletes or people trying to be uh, powerlifters or barbell um, athletes at all. It is really for those general strength trainers, general gym goers. So smithfitness.com.au slash programs. Pick up the Big Four template. If you get into it and you're, and you're enjoying it, tag us in your training videos uh, on Instagram. Let us know what you think of it. Even if you just want to have a read through it, um, you might pick something up that you can put into your own programming and your own training. But hopefully it helps, guys. I mean, it's a free resource. Like I said, it's so fitness industry for me to put an ebook up. Um, but get stuck into it. I mean, at the end of the day, it is free. So thank you very much for listening to this 17, 18-minute podcast. Um, stay in touch with the gym on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram handle is at Smith's underscore fitness. Troy will be back for episode three. We're going to do that one tomorrow. Thank you very, very much to everyone who listened to episode one and who gave us feedback. Remember, five-star reviews, shares, all that stuff really helps. Thank you very much. Stay busy getting strong.